Tet Adar, Tzadik, His Life, 21084. What shall I do for my livelihood, I asked. They told me I would be a matchmaker. The fire went around it in a circle, because the truth is that Rosh Hashanah is a great goodness to the world. It is the season when the moon is hiding, and of this it is said, Bring an atonement for me, Masachet Chulin 60b. This is a great goodness to the whole world, because it is through this that we are able to beg for atonement on Rosh Hashanah. Rab Nassan writes, Silikute Moarantinyana 1, Tiku Bachodeshufar. Blow the horn on the new moon, and out of the rib he made. The entire lesson is a commentary and explanation of this vision or dream. The lesson was given on Rosh Hashanah after the Rebbe had related what he had seen. The meaning of what the Rebbe related is very veiled and concealed, and part of it is missing because it was not written down in full. Once the Rebbe was speaking about these visions, and he came to mention the link between this particular vision and the above-mentioned lesson. He said how awesome and exalted they are to anyone with a heart to understand. Then he said, If you are not happy, I do not know what is with you. What he meant was that by right, we should be very happy all the time, having been worthy of having a taste of such awesome lights. When the Rebbe related this vision, he said, You'll be able to develop Torah ideas out of this all the days of your lives. He told us off for not being happy, and said we should be very, very happy. His Wisdom, 79 When one begins to truly serve God, and attach himself to a great tzaddik, he is often filled with great confusion and evil thoughts. The evil was always there, but only now it is surfacing. A pot of water may seem to be perfectly clear, but when it is placed on the fire, it begins to boil. All its impurities are brought to the surface. One must stand by and constantly remove these impurities. The original purity is merely an illusion. With a little heat, these impurities surface, and after these impurities are removed, the water is truly pure and clear. The same is true of a person. Before he begins to serve God, good and evil are completely mixed together within him. The impurities are so closely united with the good that they cannot be recognized. When this person comes close to a true tzaddik and begins to burn with great feeling for God, he is touched by the heat of purification, and all the evil and impurities come to the surface. Here again, one must stand by and constantly remove the dirt and impurities as they appear. In the end, the person is truly pure and clean. Purification requires this period of agitation and confusion. In the beginning, a person is totally immersed in the material. He then begins to come close to God. It would seem possible to remove this dirt and impurity at once from those who abandon material pursuits and begin to serve God. But the person's mind is completely intermingled with this mire. Were it to be removed immediately, his mind would be drawn out with it. Therefore, one must be purified little by little in gradual stages. Sefer Amidot, Torah Study, A. A person who studies Torah for its own sake, Lishma, brings peace to the host of angels above and below, and protects the entire world with his merit. It is as if he built a palace in both worlds, and he hastens the final redemption. 
Whoever teaches Torah to the son of a fellow Jew, Scripture states that it is as if he created the child, created the words of Torah, and also created himself. When one blackens his face in this world for the sake of Torah, the Holy One causes his face to shine in the world to come. When one denies himself the pleasures of this world for the sake of the Torah, God rewards him with great contentment in the world to come. A person who reads the books of heretics is also called an apostate. One who recites a Torah verse at the right time brings good to the world. Likutem Waran 1, Lesson number 49 10. This is the explanation of the verse, He set up a tent in their midst for the sun. Psalms 19.5 The tzaddik is called sun, as it is written, the sun rises. Ecclesiastes 1.5 And also Masechet Kiddushin 72b However, the tzaddik's rising, that is, his perceptions, is only because of the Jewish people, as our sages of blessed memory taught on the verse, Go descend from Mount Sinai, because your people have become corrupt. Exodus 32.7 For God told Moses, I gave you greatness only because of the Jewish people. Masechet Barchot 32a This then is the explanation of the words, A tent in their midst, Ohel. A tent connotes sunrise, as in, When his candle was shining, Behilo. Job 29.3 And them means for them, that is, because of the Jewish people. Now when the Jewish people become immersed in secular wisdom of the nations, God forbid, the tzaddik then falls from his level of perception, and his perception becomes shrouded, nitchapeh, and covered over. But when the Jews abandon the wisdom of the nations, the tzaddik then leaves the canopy, chupa, and the covering that he had been subject to until now, and with this, he is like a bridegroom leaving the chupa. Psalms 19.6 11. The custom whereby the bride sends the groom a talit has a profound reason behind it, according to the Torah's mystical teachings. Similarly, the custom of shouting and saying Shabbat and humorous things at the wedding, and beginning by saying Rise, all have a deep connection to the wedding. See more elsewhere. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom 86 about a deeper meaning of the various wedding customs, such as the way that the bride's face is covered, the way baked goods are thrown at the groom, the way the groom delivers a Torah discourse and is interrupted in the middle, the giving of gifts to the groom for his discourse, and how the jesters do somersaults. All of these customs are from God. Wondrous reasons are given for them there. This, however, is not the place to explain them. 12. A person must be like a warrior running in a race. Psalms 19.6 For even when a person merits to repent and to rectify the spiritual damage that he has done, he must still make up for the divine service that he could have performed during the time that he was out of the favor of God. Therefore, a person must run swiftly and work zealously in his service of God in order to be able to compensate for the service that he could have accomplished during the time he was acting wrongfully. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Exchanged Children Then one day the king went hunting with his royal ministers. They came to a pleasant area where a river was flowing and stopped there to rest and stroll about. 
The king lay down and began thinking about how he had exiled the other son for no reason. No matter what the truth was, it was not fair. If the other were actually the prince, then not only had he lost his position because of the exchange, but he had been exiled without reason. And if he was not the king's son, he also did not deserve to be exiled, since he had done nothing wrong. The king thought about it and regretted the great wrong that he had done. But he did not know what to do with himself or what advice to follow. He could not speak to anyone to get advice. Worrying about this, he became quite depressed. He told his ministers to go back. He had this concern, and he didn't feel like being on an outing. The entire group returned home. When the king got back, he obviously had many other interests and concerns. He became involved with his affairs and soon forgot about the entire matter. Letter number 110. With God's help. Sunday, Matot Masay, 5593. My dear beloved son, greetings to you and your wife. May God send you blessing, life, peace, and all good in this world, and the next, eternally. Amen. Kenny Hudson. I received your letter today with the half-new ruble, and I was very pleased. It was good that you sent it today because it arrived right at the time when I needed it very much. May God repay your deed, and may he give you full reward by allowing you every day to hold vigil at the doors of Torah and devotion until you attain that good and ultimate goal of the Jew, the purpose for which he was created, to know God. As for your longing to be with me regularly on Shabbat, I long for this too. But I already wrote to you that it is better that you come only occasionally while surmounting barriers than if you were to come every day unimpeded. For the main reason that a person comes into this world is to overcome barriers and to come up against the doors of bronze and bars of iron. The only way to break them is with the will and longing and intense desire, as we have often discussed. You will hear from the carrier of this letter how much pain I have felt in these days. I was upset over this beyond description. Perhaps a little of this you can understand for yourself. There was nowhere for me to hide from this great pain, when in the midst of it all, none other than our dear friend Rabbi Nachman, may his light shine, grandson of the crown of our heads, may the memory of the tzaddik be a blessing, along with a few other distinguished guests from your community and from Nimerov, came to stay with me for Shabbat. Then I saw the marvels of God, and I had faith with that his tremendous wonders he would help specifically now for the sake of his great name and allow me to honor the Shabbat fittingly with words of truth flowing from the wellsprings of salvation. God helped me greatly with his great and awesome wonders and you will hear a little bit about it from the carrier of this letter. It is impossible to describe any further all that transpired in this and how we must thank God for your miracles which are with us every day and for your wonders and favors which are with us at all times. May God have mercy on us as a group and on every single individual. May he see our suffering and our toil, and may he seek those who are groundlessly pursued like ourselves. May he rescue us immediately from all our enemies and pursuers, both in body and in spirit. Most importantly, may he help us be worthy, at least from now on, of truly being as he wishes us to be. I am so busy that it is impossible to continue. The words of your father, constantly waiting for salvation. Natana Boleslev. 
Letter number 348. With God's help. Sunday, Parashat Bamidbar, 5601, Breslov. The customary greetings to my dear beloved son. I received your letter today and I was pleased. At the moment, there is nothing to write. Enclosed is a letter to Lvov. Send it off quickly without delay because, as you know, it is urgent. If a letter from there should arrive in the meantime, you should write on my letter to them that you received it. I am sure that you will act properly. You can understand for yourself how distressed I am over the delay in receiving the letter from there. But certainly, all that the merciful one does is for the best. And our business in particular always involves a great deal of long waiting. In the end, God always saves, for his kindnesses are never ending. I live by this alone all the time, in all matters from the greatest to the least, whether they involve body, soul, or possessions. What am I, all of us, I, my children, and all those who are dependent on me, we all depend on his kindness. We hope to you, God, to your simple kindness and compassion, which never run out. There is no time to go on about this, the words of your father, hinting to you to constantly wait for his salvation and to rejoice in his kindness. Nasan of Breslov. Really and truly be happy. Letter number 349. I too send you greetings with a great love. Before Pesach, I sent you a rather long letter. Subsequently, I received your letter through your father-in-law, Rabbi Oyel. May his light shine. And I was surprised that you had not received my letter. More than this, I was surprised that I only received a letter from you on one occasion, and that you thereby withheld from yourself the advantage of having me write to you. What is more, last winter I was sick in bed in Uman, and as a result had to stay there for more than five weeks. Then I was in Terovitsa and stayed on the road for more than seven weeks, and I did not see a single letter from you there. My friend, your father, may his light shine, was absolutely longing for your letters, but his hopes were disappointed. The fact of the matter is that, in this area, you are not fulfilling your obligations to your father in the least. Afterwards, I arrived home in an extremely weak condition, and I found your letter, written several weeks before, in the possession of Rabnasan, the son of Rablaib. At the time, I did not know where you were. I arrived home a little before Purim, and between Purim and Pesach, I sent you an aforementioned letter. I do not know yet if it reached you. At the moment, there is nothing to add to that letter. I only ask you to do what I wrote there, and to send me what it is that you promised in the letter that I received through the aforementioned Rabnasan. Also that you should try as best you can to get money from our comrades, and in particular from my friends Rabberger and Rablebele, the son of Abchaikel. I am certain that you will do everything you can for my benefit in the best possible way. Then God, who is good, will help you to finish well. As for what you wrote about the possibility of your future in-law, may he live, changing the date of the marriage to one earlier than the one specified in the marriage agreement, he already told you that it is simply not possible. He was already at my house and apologized profusely, he said that he would hold the wedding at the specified time with God's help and that he might possibly move it closer and hold it in this coming Elul. What I think is that you should come here, no excuses, for this coming Shavuot, and then everything will be concluded in the best possible way. 
Also, the fifty rubles which he already paid off are in the possession of a very reliable trustee. But the time for payment has already arrived, and I do not wish to be involved in this any longer. I do not want to put the money in trust. Rather, you should come and deposit it with whomever you wish. Shemot HaTzadikim Rava Barav Huna Zuti Rava Bar Ula Rava Zuti Rava Miparziki Rava Bar Zamina Rava Bar Hillel Rava Barav Hanan Rava Barav Aza Rava Bar Shira Rava Mikubi Rava Bar Hanina Rava Bar Sheva Rava Bar Yirmiya Rava Mipashrunia Rava Bar Shila Sheilta Rava Bar Zavdi Rava Bar Ada Rava Tosfa'a Rava Bar Chelka'i Rava Bar Liva'i Rava Bar Tachlifa Rav Rabai de Minrub Rava Bar Barchana Rava Stam Hu Bar Nachmeni Rava Berav Huna Rava Berav Huna Zuti Rava Bar Liva'i Rava Berav Hanan Bar Rava Rava Bar Hanina Rava Bar Hanana O Hinina או חנינה סבא, רבא בר אבואה, רבא ברב נחמן בר יעקב, רבא בר שמואל, רבא בר ירמיה, רבא בר יצחק, רבא בר טוביה בר יצחק, רבא בר ממל, רבא בן איסא, רבא בר יוסף, רבא בר מריון, רבא בר זוטרה, רבא בר שילה, רבא בר שאילתה, רבא בר שילת, רבא בר שירה, רבא בר חיה כתוספאה. רבא תוספאה, רבא בר רב עדה, רבא ברייד רב אידי בר אבין, רבא בר אולה, רבא בר אילאי, רבא בר אהילאי, רבא בר יונתן, רבא בר מרי, רבא בר רבא או רבא בן רב מרי בן איסור גיורא, רבא בר תחליפה, רבא מפשרוניה, רבא בר שומני, רבא בר שומני, רבא בר עפרון, רבא בר מתנה, רבא בר ברונה, רבא בר חקולה, רבא בר אסבי, רבא בר חמא, רבא מקובריה, רבא בר שימי, רבא בר המנונה, רבא בר עמי, רבא בר נחום, רבא ברייד רבא, רבא בר ספרא, רבא בר רב כהנא, רבא בר אחיתא, רבא בר אייבו, רבא בר אבין, רבא בר אבינה, רבא בר זבדה, רבא בר שמעון. 1. Prayer number 84, 155. Hashem, you alone, who gives power to the weary and strength to the person who lacks might, know the depth of my weakness, the confusion of my mind, and the entanglements of my heart. In every matter, particularly in every holy endeavor that I wish to undertake, I face innumerable impediments and confusions. When I embark on such an endeavor, My heart and mind are twisted into knots and afflicted with sadness, laziness, heaviness, foreign thoughts, and innumerable ulterior motives until the strength of the porter has collapsed. This has become so distressing that I have grown disgusted with my own life, and the cause of it is all the fact that I have sinned. Have compassion on me for the sake of your name. May I attain equanimity so that I will disregard all the impediments and confusions that keep me from holiness. Impediments from within due to my desires, confusion, and foreign thoughts, and impediments from the outside 
due to other people near and far, particularly from many people who rise up against me at every moment. May I attain equanimity and pay them no mind. May I not suffer from a swarm of thoughts that upset me and shorten my spirit. May my heart not be weak. May I not fear them, grow unsure to feel intimidated by them. For you, Hashem, fight on my behalf against my enemies and save me. Attaining Good Traits Master of the Universe, strengthen my weak hands and tottering knees. Do not abandon me, but redeem me. Help me come swiftly and easily to the land of Israel, the land that Moses and Aaron tried to enter. There may I attain all that a person can achieve in the Holy Land. May I attain equanimity and complete faith. May I eradicate my anger and irritability. May I be good to all so that my heart will not contain any jealousy, animosity, irritation, or anger, even against those who hate and persecute me. May I just be good to all in accordance with your beneficent will. May I serve you with alacrity, joy, vitality, and holy fervor. Strengthen me to overcome all impediments to holiness and quickly come close to you in accordance with your beneficent will. May I be strong and determined to serve you always. May I be a mighty warrior, conquering my evil inclination, turning aside from evil and doing that which is right in your eyes. You who are mighty and awesome, strong and abiding. Strengthen me to have faith in you and to serve you. Pour holy strength upon our hearts so that nothing in the world will confuse us. May we keep the commandments as you have commanded us in your holy Torah. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear and do not be frightened of them. For Hashem, your God, goes with you. He will not fail or abandon you. Hope in Hashem. Let your heart be strong and courageous and hope in Hashem. Those who hope in Hashem will renew strength. They will rise with wings like eagles. They will rush forward and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow tired. All who hope in Hashem, be strong and courageous in your heart. Prayer number 85, 141 Hashem, my God and God of my fathers, help me soon feel the pain of my sins, which are many and grave. They rise to the heights of heaven and descend to the deepest depths. They are more massive than the sands of the ocean, more numerous than the dust of the earth and the hairs of my head, and they overcome my soul and breath. This is particularly true of the blemishing of sexual purity, the vain expenditure of seminal drops that originate from the mind, whether by accident or on purpose, unwillingly or willingly. I do not know if I could live for even an hour if I were to fully experience the pain of this terrible blemish. You have informed us through your truth, Sadiqim, that as a result of the gravity of this blemish, the destruction of the temple is extended, the redemption is impeded, your divine presence is lowered into exile, naked souls are drawn into the dwelling place of the husks, the klipot, and creatures that damage the world are created from each drop, in addition to other great and terrible blemishes. The entire Torah depends on the rectification of sexual purity, which is the foundation of everything. With this sin, a person blemishes all 22 letters of the Torah, from which the seminal drop was composed. My heart is shuddered, confused and warped, so that I do not feel the pain of my grave and numerous sins 
even if I speak of them. Woe is me, woe is me. Even if I were to repeat woe is me a thousand times, I still would not fully experience the feeling of woe. However, you have compassion on all flesh and gaze to the end of all generations. Again. However, you who have compassion on all of flesh and gaze to the end of all generations will rectify us as you promised. Therefore, I stretch out my hands to you, strong Redeemer. Teach me always how to return to you from evil to good and from death to life, because the state that I am now in is very bitter.